The first reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 to 10. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. The gospel reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 to to 12. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of Jordan, confessing the sins they were baptized by him in the river Jordan. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe has been laid to the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing flour, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is the gospel of the Lord. So as we stand, let us pray. Enable us, our Father, to respond to the grace of your word with humility of heart and in the spirit of love, that our lives may be conformed more and more to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please do sit. At this time of year, it's good to see lights on trees decorating people's homes and streets, especially when it has been an unusually wet and dreary autumn. And as they shine 
and sparkle. They are trying to catch our eye and get our attention. Our readings today certainly get our attention because they remind us that Advent is a call to wholeheartedly return to God again so that we follow his ways, his values, his priorities, living as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. So the passage from Isaiah was written about 720 years before Christ, while the people of the southern kingdom of Judah were under threat from enemies like Assyria. The Assyrians had already conquered Israel, the northern kingdom, so they feared a similar fate. Isaiah, who was a prophet at the court of the kings of Judah, makes promises of great hope, justice and peace in a time of terror, oppression and aggression. So in the first verse of this reading, we read that the coming king will be born from David's family. It talks about Jesse. Now, Jesse was David's father. That will be Jesus. And Isaiah gives an amazing picture of a kingdom in all its fullness. He describes a world where the leopard lays down, lies down with a goat, and the infant plays fearlessly and peacefully near the cobra's den. It is a picture of transformation and hope, of creation fully restored. It's a picture of what things will be like one day because of Jesus' first coming. Today, we have a society divided with selfishness, poverty, and brokenness, where injustice and fear and hopelessness are the reality for so many. So it's good to have a picture of what it will be like. John the Baptist grabs our attention as he bursts on the scene, wearing clothes of camel's hair. We read in Matthew that John the Baptist, that Matthew sees John the Baptist as the prophet who forms the link between the Old and the New Testament prophets. There haven't been prophets for 400 years. Imagine that. It's going back to the time of the Great Fire, (laughs) a long time. And they believed that the kingdom was to be ushered in by a judgment in which sinners would be condemned and would perish. And so John preaches in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He says, this is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, 
make straight paths for him. He prepares the way for the Lord, as Isaiah foretold. He gets the attention of the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious professionals. Imagine me saying to you, you brood of vipers. That's what he says. You brood of vipers. It certainly gets us awake, doesn't it? Do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as our ancestor. Even now the axe is lying at the foot of the trees. Every tree that does not bear fruit, good fruit, is cut down and thrown into the fire. So John warns them not to take salvation for granted. It is not their birthright. The Jews thought that Abraham's favor with God was so great that all his descendants were safe in the life to come. They did not need to repent. So this is a warning that they must bear fruit worthy of repentance. John tells them that one more powerful than himself is coming after him, one who will have the winnowing fork in his hand, ready to separate the wheat from the chaff, ready to separate out the sin within us. But the axe is lying at the foot of the tree. If the fruit of repentance isn't there, the tree is worthless. So John came with a new message in a new place. Usually the people went to the temple or to the synagogue to hear the word of God. But John is in neither of these places. He appeared and spoke in the wilderness of the desert. And as the gospel tells us, all the people of Judea and all the people of Jerusalem made their way to him. The people came to the river Jordan where they confessed their sins and were baptized by him. John tells of the coming of a new age when people are called to change their hearts and repent from sin. So John baptized with water, but Christ would baptize with the Holy Spirit. He would bring forgiveness and reconciliation. But he made it clear that the people would need to make a 180 degree turn or a U-turn as we might say today and warn them to be ready to repent. This reminds us of our baptism. The priest says, do you turn to Christ as saviour? And we reply, we turn to Christ. So we are asked to repent. As Christians, we are called to wait actively and attentively 
as people who have been invited to join with God in his kingdom vision of transformation and restoration. Jesus, the Messiah, is coming. Jesus is coming to their world. Jesus is coming to our world, into our homes, our lives, and our hearts. So, what might it mean for us? What God might be saying to us this second Sunday of Advent? What one change might God be calling you, me, to implement? It might mean a change in direction in some aspect of our lives. Maybe an unhealthy relationship being put right. Getting in touch with someone with whom we have lost contact and who we would like to be in touch with again. We might have a habit to break or a difficult decision to make. For some of us, it might be begin with committing time to God each day to come to God in prayer and read his word, to open ourselves to his transforming power afresh. It might mean choosing the path of self-sacrifice so that we can respond, respond to God's call to join in with him in bringing the kingdom more fully to someone, maybe for more fully to the poor, the vulnerable, the weak, and the lonely in our communities. John the Baptist comes saying, prepare your heart for the way of the Lord. Whatever is standing in the way of our loving, not just God, but each other, and caring, get rid of it, throw it aside, turn to the things that are good. Today we have a new life, a new beginning, a new hope, a new joy. Not just for ourselves, but for the people that touch us every day of our lives. So may we turn to Christ as we prepare for his coming and unwrap the gift he gives us, the gift of forgiveness and love. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, may your kingdom come in all its fullness. Help us to hear afresh the challenge of John the Baptist fulfilling the role of Isaiah's prophetic voice and make our lives ready for your coming. Through Jesus Christ, 
our Lord. Amen.